0: If you can't beat them, beat them up, right? Well, okay, this isn't exactly about that, but there's something in the same spirit to today's episode. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovach, with your BK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The Penguins are entering day four of rookie camp today in Cranberry. There will only be one more of those. And then after a, a free day, you'll see the big boys come in for the main training camp on Thursday. Over the weekend, the prospects went up to Buffalo, New York, to participate in a modified version of the NHL Prospects Challenge, where it's just one team against another team, meaning prospects versus prospects. In various matchups that are held up there. The Penguins played the Bruins. And the kid who, in his own way, stole the show on the Pittsburgh side was Nathan Legere. And that makes me happy because I really like this kid. He's one of those uh, young people that you meet. And within about five minutes, you feel like you've known him forever. Super, super engaging. Infinitely more important than that, he can play a little bit of hockey. He has a devastating, hard shot that isn't really all that common uh, in prospects. You'll see guys that'll come up and be skillful, and they'll be able to kind of pick their spots on the net and whatever, but you don't see overwhelming, like, force. To their shots, it's not that's that's much more reserved for defensemen than it is for forwards. Legere's had that since he was a child. Problem is, Laguerre really, really fell off the prospect map in this system last year in Wilkes-Barre Scranton. He was a frequent scratch. It became something that wasn't even really a big deal when it was happening, despite his draft pedigree. And it sure looked like one of the system's few intriguing faces beforehand was about to flame out like a lot of these other guys have done. And Then, maybe on purpose, maybe at someone's suggestion, maybe something he just figured out for himself, but he shows up at this camp raising, holy hell, And he did this up in Buffalo. He took four minor penalties, which is virtually impossible to do in a camp setting. And he had the Bruins prospects by every account in DK Pittsburgh Sports. Our site had two reporters up there, Taylor Haas and Danny Shirey, covering. And the way they described it, the Bruins just wanted to kill him. They just couldn't stop wanting to kill him. This is what Legare had to say about that immediately after the game in Buffalo. Oh, felt great. Uh, I feel like I was playing like a, like the real uh, Nathan Lagare, and uh, I was uh, finishing my check, uh, putting puck on net, and uh, sometimes uh, getting uh, under the skin on the other side, so that was good. Now, I don't have anything especially compelling to add to this where Legere is concerned. He's a stocky kid. He's always been built in a mature way. Like you sometimes see these kids come out of the junior ranks the way he did, and they're they're thin, they're wiry, they still have to fill in. They all kind of look like Marcus Pedersen's little brother, for lack of a better way to word it. But Legere just showed up immediately looking like an NHL player. So he's got the build to be able to do this. Now, whether or not he puts it all together, that's up to him. That's actually not going to be my point here today. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. There is no reason for the people running this system, and that, of course, really, for me, begins with the the director of player development, and that's going to be Tom Kostopoulos, meaning that GMs and other executives, and in the Penguins hierarchy, even Brian Burke will get involved, and pay a lot of attention to the prospects at the top level, meaning Wilkesbury, And they'll get out there and they'll, uh, they'll see enough of the team in person. They'll communicate, obviously, with J.D. Forrest, the head coach out there. But it's really the director of player development that's going to have the most hands-on. For me, it's beyond perfect that Kostopoulos is that guy, at least based on what he was as a player. You're talking about someone who found a way to score, which he did even in the NHL, whether it was in Pittsburgh or later on in Montreal. But he was always known for and respected for his grit. Wasn't necessarily the biggest, strongest, certainly not the fastest guy, but he was known as being nails tough, not in an enforcer way, but just in that he was never going to back down from anything. And that trait needs to be instilled in even the most gifted players in this system because the fact of the matter is, I don't want to be mean here, but there's no one who's really all that gifted. And that includes, by the way, Legere and Sam Poulin. And even, just to throw another name into the pool here, Valtteri Pustinen. Like, Pustinen scored a goal up there in Buffalo, and he's shown real well in this camp to date. And he's my guy. He's like my pick to click out of everybody here. But he's got to show some of the same grit that he did, uh, even in just that one NHL cameo that he made. Remember the way he would back up, put his butt first and go to the net, setting screens. It looked a lot like a, a very willing, very eager Patrick Hornquist methodology to what he was doing. That, that is what's needed. When you bring up a player from Wilkes-Barre to the NHL, whether it's a one-game cameo, as an emergency fill-in, or whether it's, hey, you've earned it, kid. Here's your chance. You have got to be able to depend on that player, meaning from Mike Sullivan's viewpoint, to give you that grit, that snarl, but at the same time, being responsible and not taking stupid penalties. So there's obviously a line to be had in here, but I just, I liked the feel of this. I liked the feel of having a player who'd been known for nothing other than his shot and his frame to come up and feel like he had to prove himself to management all over again by showing them that he's, you know, tough and scrappy and everything else. When we come back, J1Q... Clint Novak, who asks, is there any hope Kasperi Kapanen can be the 2020 21 player as opposed to his version from last year? Uh, Clint, I, honestly, I hope it's neither. I don't want Kapanen to be weighed purely on his statistics. And at the same time, I want him to have statistics. I'm going to tell you which version of Kapanen I'd like to see, and I can Garen freaking to you right now that this version is the one that convinced the Penguins to sign him to that really surprising two-year contract, and that is this, the playoff version. Now go right ahead. throw, Throw right back in my face the number of goals he scored in that Rangers series, because I will throw right back in your face the number of shots that he took the number of high-quality shots that he took, and even higher than that, I would value the number of incredible saves that Igor Shosturkin had to make on him. If Kapanen had been facing anyone other than one of the top five goaltenders in the league, and by the way, the runaway Vezina winner, my belief is that Kapanen would have floored everyone with what he was doing in that series. And not just through the numbers. This is where the pendulum swings back yet again. It's because Kapanen was gaining the zone with authority. And from there, he was keeping the puck on his stick and finding a way to drive relentlessly to the other team's net. In which case, something good was going to happen one way or other. He was going to get a good shot off or he was going to get taken down or interfered with, or he was going to drag so many opponents with him that he was going to open up ice for a linemate. There's so much positive that can happen if he uses his elite, not overusing the word here, elite speed, and within that strength on his skates to get to the other team's net or to get the puck deeper into the corner, he actually can't be caught or stopped. The only person who would ever catch or stop him in such situations was who? Yeah, himself. And that was the thing that Mike Sullivan had been trying to pound into him all of last season. And finally, finally, with that scratch, that healthy scratch, Late in the regular season, it seemed to sink in. And then once the playoffs hit, it really sunk in, and it resonated, and it showed. Now, can he pull that off for a full regular season? I don't know. I don't know. What I do know about Kapanen is that he's not lazy. He can be a little flighty, but he's not like outright loopy or weird or anything like that. I believe that he can be that player I just don't know if it can happen on a consistent enough basis. But in a weird kind of way here, uh, Clint, I'm trying to answer your question here that it's not either. It's not just him converting on a bunch of his shots like he would have done a couple of years ago. And it's definitely not the spinning around, uh, and for that matter, stumbling and not being able to get off those shots properly. He has to put it all together. When he does when he does this is going to be a really really dangerous player i just don't know that it'll happen on any kind of consistent basis until i actually see it happen i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of penguins we'll do another one of these tomorrow